0: Think about when somebody pays you a compliment and we get so uncomfortable or we like discredit the compliment that they say. Someone's like, wow, you look really nice today. And you're like, oh, yeah, I have like whatever is like something that you can make inferior to that. Oh, yeah, I just had this. Oh, oh, this shirt. Yeah, it's old, you know, and then think about like if we can't take a compliment from someone else. We're definitely not going to be able to take a compliment from ourselves. It's really, really challenging. And it's something that we really have to cultivate with ourselves. Welcome to Somatic Digest, the podcast, the place you come to find love, joy, and acceptance in your body. I'm your host, Kim a registered dietitian whose mission is to bring tangible tips for you to build the ideal relationship with your body. I will be sharing principles to connect you back to the natural state of being. We will honor emotions and create conversations that will allow your nervous system to relax. Throughout the episodes, you will develop an understanding to what your body is truly telling you. I'm so grateful you're here. Be sure to subscribe. Now let's get to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to bring this conversation to you today. I'm going to be talking all about body positivity and weight stigma, So I want you to ponder these three questions and I'm gonna go into the questions throughout the episode. So, Think about this, what is the ideal image that you would like yourself to look like? And how do you let the fear of being fat control your actions? How do you respect your body now? So getting right into it and getting into like this ideal image that you would like yourself to look like in our culture, we have a weight stigma that has created a fear that you have. And it's the fear of being fat. And this fear of being fat really leads you to want to police what you eat and blame your body, take on some shame. If somebody says something rude, then you're like, oh, yeah, I know it's It's my body and I feel shameful or less than. And it really leads you to engaging in eating patterns that are outside of the expectation of others. And what that might look like is if somebody's like, they make a comment about how your body looks so that you change, like normally you would have got a side of fries, but today you're going to have a side salad instead. And so you're engaging in the action of changing how you're eating based on the expectation of others because they said a rude comment. And so our culture and our society is fat phobic. And the ideal body image is basically sandwiched somewhere between, you know, someone in the spandex fitness athletic gear and a fashion runway model. And we have to somewhere in between that, look like, you know, that's our scale. And how will we ever stand a chance to that? It's so unrealistic. And that's the image that we end up having in our mind. And that controls the actions that we take. And fat phobia is everywhere. It's in schools, it's in medical facilities, it's at the dinner tables, it's at your conference rooms, it's at the gyms, it's at the salons, right? And now we have this public health campaign campaign that blasts out the word obesity and it's all fueled by fear. This is like a really interesting thing. I read this in um, a book, but I think this is such a cool insight about fear. So fear creates a biofeedback loop that keeps itself like safe and alive. And so when you are doing something out of fear, the fear is going to continue to stay alive. And I really think like if you are approaching anything on fear, it will crumble, the foundation will crumble. And so if you are approaching your health or the relationship with yourself or the relationship with your body, based on a fear that you fear being fat, your body, your health, the relationship of love that you're trying to create is going to crumble. So you really want to make sure that you're facing the true fear, that that you actually do fear, and face it so that you can interrupt that biofeedback loop to make sure that the foundation that you're what you're trying to change, right? If you're like, I want to feel more confident in my body, I want to have more energy, whatever it is, the outcome that you're looking for, you wanna get really clear on the problem that you are trying to solve and make sure it's not based on fear. So thinking back like, okay, where did these beliefs come from? I remember for me, one, a belief that I had I and it came from a story. So in my coaching program, we really get into integrating your inner child and your body is a vessel of wisdom. We all have all these different sensations that come up. And in my program, we really touch on your emotional sensations and really allow the body to tell us stories. So one of my stories and I want to share that I want to share this with you guys. So I remember, I don't know if it was like middle school, or actually, I feel like it was middle school. So it was in middle school, one of my close friends, um, you know, like middle school, our bodies start to change, like we get our periods, like we start to go into, you know, womanhood, our hormones are coming in. And so your body starts to change. And one of my friends at the time, Um, you know, middle school friends, was making fun of the way I was walking because I have wide hips and I have a butt. And she was like making fun of the way that I was walking, almost like I was intentionally sticking my butt out. And that made me feel so shameful. I remember like even it followed me into high school and even into like my young adulthood where I would always wear like the longer tunic shirts to like cover up my bigger hips or cover up my butt because I didn't like that one it was was made to, like I was made to feel that a, my body type was bringing attention to me and it the attention it was bringing didn't make me feel good. Like I was being made fun of for that. And so thinking back to, these beliefs really helped me understand like, well, okay, that just needed to be like, that was a rude comment. You know, it was in middle school. She didn't know any better. Where now as an adult, if somebody says something, you can just say, oh yeah, I don't engage in those type of comments and I'm going to remove myself from this environment. It that also is like brings attention to how often we comment or compliment someone on their weight loss journey. Like we always want to know, oh my gosh, what did you do? How did you lose the weight? That just continues to fuel this fear of being fat and it controls our actions. And it is interwoven into our culture everywhere. And so I want you to really, when you're thinking about how does this fear, control your actions, I want you to think about the stories that you tell yourself about people in bodies that look different than the ideal thin. What is the lie that you're telling yourself about those bodies? Because in the media, you'll see that people are saying, you know, people that are not in the ideal body You know, the ideal body that's sandwiched somewhere between the spandex fitness, athletic gear, and then the runway models. If if you're not in there, sandwiched in between there, then you're not healthy. And that causes us, that fear causes us to like, we got to take action now. We have to give up all the food immediately. We are only going to live on water and rice cakes. That's it. And it really drives our actions based on fear, right? Because it's, a, it's like this feeling of like, if I don't do that, then I'll die. This like all or nothing mindset. And that is a key. That's like a big red flag. Just waving in your face like, okay, I see what's happening here. I know it's really comforting for us to have our grip on diets or dieting. And when we go down the path of like, okay, I'm going to look at doing something that is not so structured, more about how my body feels, which is difficult. I understand that's difficult. And I've done this journey too, and I've taken women through this journey. So if you are interested in releasing diet culture and really understanding your emotional sensations, your physical sensations, so that you can show up as your most authentic self, then you need to get into my program. Get into my program. I will take you through my ideal body process so that you can find love and acceptance in your body now. And my spots are limited. Right now, I am offering a body image training and workbook. It's a $397 value. You get it for free when you sign up and secure your spot. And you have this training for life. So you have the video that if one of these beliefs comes in, you can just pull up that video, put in your headphones, and be reminded of the truth behind these fears. And I know there's like concerns about intuitive eating. So I had one of my clients, towards the end of my program, we always do just like an interview because I love to see where you were when you started with me, and then where you are when you end. And so my client, she had said that she was really nervous to do intuitive eating. She was nervous to let go of the control. And she was like, you know, to be honest, I did not even want to do this. I was nervous that I was going to gain 500 pounds. Like we're supposed to eat unconditionally and, you know, give yourself permission to eat food. And I just kept thinking, like, what is this going to do for me? Because we have that fear, like this is going, if I eat all of this, this is going to make me fat, I'm going to go off the rails. And this is why it's crucial to have support. Because you have me in your pocket when you feel like, oh my god, I'm going off the road, I'm off the rails, like here I am in your pocket being like, okay, here's the reflectors on the road, like we're right here. It's okay, this is normal. Because our mind has these different, I don't know, they're almost like different personalities. (laughs) Like you have this like police and like this informant and just different things that come in to tell you, you know, like, oh my God, you can't eat that food or this will let me inform you about what happens if you eat this pizza. And so you want to make sure that you have someone else that can really tease those out. And being a registered dietitian, I love this aspect of this because I can be like, okay, I always honor that there might be a truth to what your mind is telling you. So I will tell you the truth and I will tell you the lie. And then we let you decide and make an empowered choice if this is something that you're going to take in to really create a relationship with your body that you truly love and accept. so. The next question that I wanna talk about is how do you respect your body? And I wanna think about this because a lot of times people will be like, oh yeah, I respect my body, of course. But the thing about respecting your body is, think about when somebody pays you a compliment and we get so uncomfortable or we like discredit the compliment that they say Someone's like, wow, you look really nice today. And you're like, oh, yeah, I have like whatever is like something that you can make inferior to that. Oh, yeah, I just had this. Oh, oh, this shirt. Yeah, it's old, you know? And then think about like, if we can't take a compliment from someone else, we're definitely not going to be able to take a compliment from ourselves. It's really, really challenging. And it's something that we really have to cultivate with ourselves. And I think of this like, if, Your body is your best friend, the friend you have your whole life, the only friend that you have for your entire life. So really making sure that you recognize yourself, honor yourself, do things for yourself that you just deserve to do because you want to is so important. So one simple way that you can do this is think about the clothes that are in your closet right now. And maybe you, maybe you do this, maybe you go through your closet and you look at the clothes that are in there that you're saving for that ideal body that you're trying to get to. And one thing, I actually told this to one of my clients, so I'll give you guys this tip. Take a box or a bag or something, keep it in your closet. And when you're getting ready for work or wherever you're going, you're getting dressed, <laughs> you. Try on these clothes, like how I want to wear this shirt. If for some reason it pinches you, it hugs you, it makes you feel anything less than comfortable, you throw it in that bag. And when you fill that bag up, you get rid of those clothes. Like we are done saving the dress. We're done saving the, the bathing suit. We are done saving any piece of clothing that cuts into you. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. It's just continuing to sit there, this big, glaring flag that is trying to motivate you to do something that is out of fear. So it is time to get rid of them. Because any sort of clothing that you have, if you have a piece of clothing that requires you to limit how much you eat, limit what the type of food that you eat, or increase the amount of time that you spend working out, then those are the clothes that you need to donate. Get rid of them. And like buy stuff that fits. Like, you know, think about this. I This was something that I had to do, but think about like the last time that you bought new underwear. Like, sorry to get so personal, but like we we're. I'm trying to help you cultivate a relationship with your body and Right now, if you're not your, the, your body's best friend or your own best friend, I'm going to be your best friend and we're going to get you to be your body's best friend. So think about this. The last time that you bought underwear, because those are the things that we like, that maybe they are too tight. Maybe they're pinching your hip a little bit. Maybe when you take your pants off, you're like, wow, that was digging into me. Like they got to go. They got to go get something that makes you feel comfortable, that isn't like pinching and tugging on you, because if you put on something that's uncomfortable, you're going to feel uncomfortable all day long. You're just inviting more discomfort in your life, and we don't have time for that anymore. And you want to do something nice for yourself. So this could be like if you have if you can schedule a massage like every six months or however often or my latest thing has been taking Epsom salt baths. And I even like, here's a pro tip. <laughs> I even ordered on Amazon. I can shoot you the link. If you message me at the on Instagram at the Somatic Dietitian, I will send you the link to these, but I got those water activated candles because I'm trying to vibe out in there. Like this is such a healing time for me. I, I like, I put on the Zenny music, I have these floating candles. I have the these really, really like milk and honey Epsom salt baths. And I am like Zenian. And that has been really helpful to just do something nice for my body. And then like switch the way that you're viewing exercise. So if you are still continuing to use exercise as a way to shrink your body or you have to Do an exercise that you hate because you think that you can pinpoint a certain like muscle group or whatever. Like we can't do that. And research shows you cannot pinpoint where you want to turn fat to muscle. That's not how it works. So you want to make sure that you're viewing exercise as like a way to keep your body resilient. And Thinking about, too, like, what are the benefits of exercise? Like, we can't argue that our bodies are made to move and that we need to, you know, do something that keeps us, like, limber and our body resilient. And so I really had to learn to cultivate, like, I just got rid of things I didn't like, like, exercises that I didn't like. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I don't like that. I don't like the way it makes me feel. I'm not doing it that doesn't make my body feel good. So I started to really think about like the benefits of exercise in the way that I, I knew I needed to do it. So I started like, going on like my lunch breaks would be I'm going on a 20 minute walk. And like, I don't like I live in Colorado, it definitely can get cold here. But the sun most of the time is always shining. Um, And that part of it, like I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go outside, I'm gonna get some fresh air, I'm gonna get the sunlight. It's just so good for my mental health, because I used to really struggle with anxiety. And I feel like through the pillars of my coaching program, I really helped curb my anxiety. So if you also are struggling with anxiety, like message me, talk to me about it. Like I definitely did things that helped curb my anxiety and making sure that I exercised was one of them. Making sure I'm like, adequately nourished was another thing. Decreasing my caffeine consumption was another thing, but you really want to look at like what exercises can you do that's going to keep your body limber and it could, it could be different things. Like I, I love my Peloton bike. I, I got a Peloton bike a couple years ago and I still ride it today. And I do many of their, like they have a ton of different exercises and this is not sponsored, <laughs> Wish it was, but it's not just true love it. And I even started like, I really enjoy yoga. I don't do yoga that often. But I know that on the days where I'm like, I'm just not feeling centered or grounded, or I'm feeling a little bit more restless, then those are the days that I need to maybe do yoga. Those are the days maybe I need to go outside and do a walk, like maybe the high intensity interval rides aren't that good. You know, or if I'm just feeling the days that I'm like, I have a little bit more of my I call it my serious shadow. So this is another thing I tie in. I tie in human design and the gene keys. but really understanding like where you sit energetically helps me shift my perspective. So when I find that I'm like stuck in this ruminating thoughts, I'm then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I need to go and do like a higher intensity class to like get out some of this energy. And that's how we need to be viewing exercise, right? We need to be viewing it as out of a form of respect. Like wh- like looking at your body every day and really checking in and saying, what do you need? What do you need from me today? How can I best show up as the best friend that you deserve? And one of the biggest acts of self-care is giving yourself the food it deserves and honoring it. You know, so many times you're, you'll see people like, Posting things that are like, oh, yeah, self-care. And it'll be like glasses of wine. Or, oh, yeah, self-care. And it'll be like hours spent at the gym. But I want you to do self-care that's going to nurture your body. Elevate yourself. Like we are done doing things and acting like co-signing on things that are causing you harm. The gym's not causing you harm. But the gym is causing you harm if you're doing it out of the fear of being fat and you're taking action, you're staying at the gym longer, you're you're over exercising, and you're running on like steam. And so if this is something that you need help with, you need to get on a call with me, click the link in the show notes, get on a call with me, my spots are limited, and I want you to get in, I want you to get this body image training, we will go through the pillars of my physical decoding program to connect you to your ideal body so that you truly embrace love and acceptance because there's really nothing better like you'll you'll have more time on your hands cuz you won't be spending time you know trying to meal plan and grocery shop and all the extra time in the gym you'll be able to be free you'll have more energy so many good results and so many good benefits i did a whole podcast on the benefits you can go check that out i think that is it for this episode thank you so much for just being here with me for really being a part of this podcast journey i'm so grateful that you are here and that you're listening so with all of my appreciation and love my friend i will catch you on the next episode